Welcome to Geeksploration, the podcast where you don't have to be at a certain place at a certain time to enjoy us. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. Grab your sugary cereals and don't wake your parents up. We're talking Saturday morning cartoons. Here we are. Holy shit, I am here. You're right. So here we are. We are talking a topic that is, of course, very near and dear to our hearts, like most of them here. Uh, We're talking Saturday morning cartoons. We all grew up with them, whether you're jocks or nerds or anything in between. Unless you were born after like 2001. Yeah. But if that's the case, oh shit, I was about to say, why are you listening to the show? But you're 19. Yeah, yeah, like you're an adult now, and you may not have grown up with this. That's horrifying. Well, I mean, they're probably an asshole, so. Hey, hey you that's listening, that's 19, you're an asshole. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) You suck. Yeah, curmudgeonly old men say blah, blah, blah to you. So that voice you just heard in the background there is, unfortunately, it's not our first returning guest, because we just had that with Mason uh, Andriata, but... This is the return of our first guest, which is none other than uh, Mr. Kyle Bradley Smith. Say hi, Kyle. And it's Kyle Brad oh. Smith. It's not Bradley? Nope. It's oh. just just Brad, It's really? just Brad. I think that's douchier than if it was Bradley. Yeah, you know, I've never met a good Brad, so I've always really regretted my middle name. I actually recently looked into changing my middle name to Batman, but that would cost a good $500. Worth it? That sounds like a $500 well spent. Are you kidding? If you could be Kyle Batman Smith? Yes. Yeah, I figured it would be like Kyle Darth Vader Smith. Um, I think it would be free to hyphenate my name, but I unfortunately have to keep the Brad. How about about Brad Brad Batman Smith? Yeah. Yeah, Brad (laughs) Brad Man. Just hyphenate man onto it. And the major like 98% of the Brads I've ever met in my life have been very dislikable. Yeah. I think that's most people's. It's experience. one of the it's one of those names like Chet where like you won't meet a Chet or like a Chad. Ooh. You know I've Chad. never met a Chet or a Chad. Oh shit. Oh, I met seen a couple them in 80s movies. I think pretty much any name that ends in ad. You know. Chad? Yeah. Another name I've had bad experiences with is Travis's. Eh, I think you're on your own there. I've I've met some good Travis's. My my cousin's a good dude. I've got mixed experience with Travis. Though John's, they're all terrible. Yeah, as long as they've got the H in them. J-O-N Johns are usually kind of pretentious. That's it. Your mic is going right <laughs> off. There we go. It's, but, the, it's the old Sean Evans, you're walking home method. But uh, Jahans are a little better, more humble. And afraid of fire. <laughs> or Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> We're digging deep here on Exploration today. Are we? No, it wasn't Chucky. It was fucking uh, Raggedy Andy. Well, yeah, but you're also afraid of Chucky. I wasn't afraid of Chucky. You, there was a night where I kept tapping my fingers on a leather stool because it sounded a lot like yeah, Chucky the pitter patter of feet. No, and but, you, but were th- th- you were threatening me with the old high school John kidney punches. Sounds right. I doubt it was so much Chucky as it, as much as uh, like a my buddy doll. Oh fuck those my buddy dolls! I swear I'm I was sure at, that's I was what at Chucky a, was designed on. Yeah, but still, like like Chucky, 
himself is not scary because I've seen too many movies where where he is laughable. But I I I still think I was at a friend's birthday party when we were kids and they were doing some weird Ouija board seance thing with a my buddy doll and he opened his eyes. Hey, though, they don't they don't close their eyes, so I don't know. Maybe it was a different doll, and I'm just mixing it up. That sounds like a repressed memory. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking uh, Saturday morning cartoons. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um. And and right off the bat, I think we should kind of limit the scope of this because uh, as I was looking into this, it was mind boggling because uh, nearly any cartoon was a Saturday morning cartoon, at least through. Up through like 1994. Yeah. Like the number of cartoons that weren't on on Saturday morning, but were somewhere else was phenomenal. So I think we got to limit ourselves at least to uh, broadcast TV and Saturday morning ish um, because, uh, boy, there was a lot of there was a lot of tunes on on Saturday mornings. Yeah, I'll try my best. I make no guarantees. So for for the 19-year-old asshole that uh, we have already completely called out. Yeah, fuck that guy. What are Saturday morning cartoons? Because they're not a thing anymore. No, Saturday morning cartoons were a thing that uh, I guess, I mean, maybe a little history. You know, going into the advent of the television and uh, going into from that in the 50s to the 60s with uh, color television, people started taking the old uh, the old cartoons from the theaters and repackaging them, putting them on television for children. And that was a, uh, was a boom, you know, people, uh, people loved it. Kids loved it. And all of a sudden there was a market created. People started creating, uh, original content to air on television for children, uh, mostly in the seventies. And, uh, the, the cool thing about the, like the early sixties was like stuff that, uh, that you think of as cartoons now, like the Flintstones and the Jetsons and all that, those were all prime time cartoons back yeah. in the early '60s. And you can go back and see like a uh, like cigarette ads featuring the Flintstones because they were shows for everybody, including adults. And cigarettes were for kids back then. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Yeah, you can go back and see. Uh, I can't remember what brand of cigarettes it is, but there are cigarette ads. Featuring the Flintstones. Yeah, it was probably like Cools or or. Uh, that was before Cools. It was like uh, Winston. I think it might be Winston. Yeah, actually. I know. Yeah. I know they were big on old time radio. Yeah, Flintstones yeah. Lucky Strike. Yeah. yeah, yeah, solid. Like it's Flintstones smoking cigarettes. Be like, hey, Barney, this fucking cigarette's great. And then they started rerunning those on Saturday mornings when parents were hungover because parents were still parents in the '60s. Like it's weird when you think back about the past. And you think like it was, you know, oh, it's a more innocent time. No, everyone was still fucking and drinking just as much as they are now. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they were still human beings and uh, parents were still hungover and still needed something to entertain their children on Saturday morning. And TV did that. Yeah, it did. It would raise your kids for you. Yeah, it was a great occupier of time as it is now. I mean, it's grown into that. Like people even our age, you know, we're in our late 30s now, mid late 30s. And I can't imagine my childhood without television. I think it's still, I mean, it's it's not the same as, you know, our kids who are growing up now who have YouTube content, television. They've, they, they're inundated with, with content and they don't really go outside and ride their bikes on big rock hills or anything. But it was very much a, a uh, part of our childhood. 
Well, yeah, and the generational part about that's kind of weird because you go back and you think about like the folks before TV or, you know, lamenting for the Lone Ranger who they remember when on radio when they were kids. And then we think, uh, you know, we it, like the, the sphere of influence on your kid has gotten so much smaller now. Where like, you know, before it was radio and it was big and then it was TV and there's TV executives saying you can't flush a toilet on TV. You can't you can't sleep in the same bed. Yeah, you can't do that. And then it kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And now you get to the point where it's YouTube where like any jackass with a camera on their phone, which is literally every jackass. Yeah. Can post videos to YouTube that your kids can see. And that dude's now a role model uh, or at least a personality yeah a presence that they can be exposed to and uh i love that we'll get into it later with the uh government clampdown on television and how futile it was (laughs) because they it's just so worthless now so kyle what do saturday morning cartoons mean to you what were they to you when you were a child well they're a significant part it was our weekend and you know, I guess maybe we should have been sleeping in, but we woke up solely for Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Monday through Friday, whatever shows were on TV, but the highlight was Saturday morning cartoons. Because yeah, it was all for us. Yes. It was literally made for us. And to get up and sit in front of our 32-inch rear projection TV with our bowl of cereal... Mr. Fancy Pants with the rear projection. I, know, I had brag. a CRT. Jeez. Well, they were all rear projection TVs back I guess, then. Yeah, I guess to a to a degree. And uh, sit and watch those, and it was you know the highlight of our weekend. And after, and the thing I always thought was funny was the TV, the shows that came on after Saturday morning, morning cartoons was the worst of TV. <laughs> yeah, so it the was QVC like VC. It was bullshit. like golf or tennis <laughs> yeah. or bowling or like. Just something, it was like, went from news, something awesome to like the worst of TV. So that was like, oh, it's time to go outside. It's time to get yeah, the fuck yeah. out of your house and go do something. As soon as 11 o'clock rolled around, like you're like, oh no, this is not the place to be. There's fucking infomercials. There's like educational television. Like, Ew. let's get the fuck out of here. And I think it's interesting to think of like, you know, our kids now, they get everything, any cartoon they want to watch, they could watch this instant. Any time they want. Yeah, but we had to wait till Saturday morning and we had to sit through commercials. Like the idea of sitting through commercials now sounds like a it's awful. It's terrible. Like the two commercials I have to sit through on Hulu is the worst part of my life. Though I I gotta say, sitting through commercials is awful and is terrible. And I mean and and for us it's kinda like the walking up hill in snow to and from school kind of thing yeah it's like when i was your age i had to watch ninja turtles toys commercials coming at me like yeah. dicks in a storm yeah at least the commercials during <laughs> like, cartoon time on saturdays was geared for us so it was like cool toys and <laughs> terrible analogy but oh that's what happens when we have a little scotch a little wine a little beer before the show we get dicks in a storm but but yeah just you're being assaulted by this shit whereas um today like there's no i could i can attest as both my kids there's no reason for them to get up on saturday morning they'll sleep in till noon and then watch cartoons unfortunately not mine she no matter how late she's up she's awake by 7 30 a.m every day oh. but there's uh she's <laughs> yeah, 
God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't stop thinking of a fucking storm of uh, dicks. There's a bunch of floppy dicks just blowing in the breeze. Whacking you right in the face. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Kyle. Uh, I was the exact same way when I was a kid. Yeah, like I, I could stay up as late as I was allowed to or as late as I physically could. And like 6.30 rolls around, I'm up in the morning. I'm ready to get going. I'm ready to party, ready to watch some cartoons. Yeah, I get that. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Yeah, this will be fun to edit. <laughs> I had to leave it all in. <laughs> Dick Storm, really? You better not take out Dick Storm. <laughs> that's that's uh. all I could come up with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, getting back on track. <laughs> yeah, so so you were saying, Kyle, about how, yeah, like kids can get up anytime and they can just watch this shit. When, oh, no, Ben was saying that. Never mind. I'm sorry. I was laughing too hard through everything. Uh, and Kyle is now regretting his decision to come on to the show. <laughs> uh, but yet Saturday morning cartoons was just a significant part of our childhood. Oh, it was, it was amazing. I, I remember being, I don't know if there's anything in my childhood that i was more excited for on a regular basis than cool ass cartoons on saturday morning yeah something you could depend upon you know you you uh you leave school on friday sure whatever we all knew that we could stay up late on friday night but you know that saturday morning like there is a place that you need to be to catch what you want and one of the neat things to think about is like that during the week a lot of us were playing with toys that were the toys from the Saturday morning cartoons. And then, so we'd play with these toys throughout the week and then get to see their continuing adventure on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we grew up in the eighties and the eighties was all about making you watch cartoons about the toys you wanted to buy. Yeah. I mean, that was the main thrust of the entire situation. A lot of these cartoon shows were made to for a launch of a toy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Masters of the universe. Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Transformers. And, yeah. I mean, and I mean, Ninja Turtles was something that was already a pre-existing comic, but yeah, Masters of the Universe and G.I. Joe didn't exist before the cartoons, at least the G.I. Joes of our childhood. Yeah. Those lame ass doll sized G.I. Joes yeah, exist. That's and because of G.I. Joe, to me, any toy that's over three and a quarter inch is a doll. Same thing <laughs> with penises. <laughs> it's not that kind of show kyle maybe you should listen more often there there's been dick swinging in snow and no dick storm is dick very storm. different yeah. yeah i got this doll in my pants that might disagree with you yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah the oh boy yeah, <laughs> uh first impressions <laughs> is this gonna be no. the shortest episode on uh we've ever had let me look at my notes so in my research, I looked up a uh, a TV guide of sorts from a 1973 lineup of nice. Saturday morning cartoons. You guys want to hear about this? I do. This sounds exciting. Yes. All right. I was I wasn't even born. I wasn't even, but a twinkle in my parents' eye. Yeah. Point. No shit. Nine years before we were even born. So right up top, we've got the Super Friends, and that was the yeah. year they premiered. That was uh, Hanna Barbera, which was huge. Hanna Barbera was the shit. In the 80s of the the three major net, networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, 
They ran Saturday morning cartoons from 8 to 12. Hanna-Barbera was responsible for half of that animation. I believe that. They took over the industry. Like They, they were the ones who pioneered the, uh, the shift in animation. Whereas in the early days... Um, of like the Fleischer Studios, the Disney's, Warner Brothers Animation. Hanna-Barbera was right there with early Tom and Jerry, like doing uh-huh. shit that that competed with everything. But they were the ones who really uh, pioneered or at least popularized the cheaper style animations, the recycled uh, walk cycles and, and just character designs that made it very easy and very cheap to animate for television. And the formula. They came up with some solid formulas like the Scooby-Doo formula was in like 10 different series. Oh, shit. And you're going to hear that, too. Yeah. Yeah. That shit fucking hit hard. I've read some stuff from some of the people involved in that era of animation where they basically said, yeah, I was doing the fantastic this or the fantastic that or the fantastic something. And they were all very unhappy with their career, like that they were just pumping out what they felt wasn't quality shows creatively bankrupt recycled shows that kids love yeah welcome to highlights magazine yeah deal with it i mean and 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 that was (laughs) that was really the name of the game like this was the perfect storm of like marketing and consumerism and creativity at the same time so we had our super friends which was to us comic geeks a godsend i mean even though we weren't around but i mean having all this content because it ran for Fuck, it ran for like 13 years. Holy shit. Yeah, it ran for a bunch of seasons and then came back in like the 80s, I think. Or it seems like there was a, a break in its... Do you think or do you know? I do not know. Oh, shit. There's that informed opinion we we uh, we we thought we were going to have on there. And then we also had a uh, the Bugs Bunny show, which they, they started creating new content, even though originally it was, uh, it was repackaged. Um, we had a show called... Lassie's Rescue Rangers. Was there a lot of Timmy's in the well? Well, apparently it was Lassie and the Forest Force who uh, go and save people and animals in danger. So probably. Never even heard of that. Me either. Because from what I've heard, in the actual Lassie show, Timmy never fell down a well. Yeah, that that just became the thing. Yeah. It was like the Luke, I am your father. Yeah. Of the Lassie universe. Uh, we also had Yogi's Gang, where uh, Yogi and his buddies take on characters like Mr. Bigot, Mr. Waste, and other enemies of nature and man. Was Mr. Bigot a bigot? I would imagine so. Otherwise, he's poorly named. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we had the Brady Kids. Did you guys know there was a Brady's cartoon? Uh, I don't care that there was one. Well, it was a it was a car- <laughs> it was a cartoon takeoff of the Brady Bunch, and uh, it included a talking bird who was also a wizard. It had a pair of pandas who uh, spoke in Chinese like gibberish, and a uh, dog named Mop Top. So Tiger was out, but uh, Mop Top also talked. Was it spoke. also in Chinese like gibberish? No. No, just the pandas. Just the racist one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had oh, mission. Boy. We had, get this, guys. This is insane. I had never heard of this in my entire life. We had a show called Mission Magic, which was a show featuring Rick Springfield. Whoa, really? Yeah, and it was a spinoff of the Brady Kids, and uh, it seemed like kind of a precursor to Magic School Bus, where they, they had like an adventurers club, adventurers club 
that would uh that would also include some like school lessons and shit and uh from a little synopsis like they would let's see how old was rick springfield during this yeah he was popular he was a popular musician in 73 yeah yeah i know of his 80s music yeah yeah Uh, apparently he was popular from australia tv guy don't lie um but they uh let's see each adventure began by way of enchanted gramophone rick would communicate (laughs) with the adventurers via the gramophone telling them where he was and invite them to come along at this point miss tickle would aim her magic ring at tut tut a ceramic cat on her desk who would come to life after miss tickle recited the incantation and this was a spinoff of what? The Brady Bunch? The Brady Kids. The, geez. <laughs> Satanism. That's what it's a spinoff it's, of. That's just so, insane. Sh- yeah. Like, I mean, there was a cartoon for like Happy Days. And it just shows how odd the creativity was. Like 70s is weird. Man. Yeah. We should do a cartoon off of the Brady Kids and yeah. come up with this thing that has nothing to do with Rick Springfield singing Jesse, Jesse's Girl and fucking hippies yeah <laughs> uh, cocaine yeah yeah exactly and to round it out we have goober and the ghost chasers what well, sounds fun yeah it was apparently it was a show that was similar to hanna-barbera's uh scooby-doo and uh let's see it features a group of teenagers uh ted gilly and tina who are solving spooky mysteries with their afghan hound like dog goober uh they use equipment like the apparition or sorry apparition kit like the specter detector, the poltergeist powder, etc., and uh, they would determine whether or not a ghost is real. Did that predate Scooby Doo? No, it came after Scooby Doo. But unlike Scooby Doo, Goober can speak more clearly. But but he uh, he speaks to the audience. He breaks the fourth wall, but everybody else can only hear him bark. Yeah, pick up pick a different animal or something. I just be a little <laughs> original, like he'd be like an opossum or something. Yes. Yeah, but are we shocked at all that they went, oh, hey, uh, Scooby-Doo, let's make them uh, ghost chasers? You no, know, because Hanna-Barbera did that over and over and over and over. It's true. With Speed Buggy and Josie and the Pussycats and like at least five other series where they were all just Scooby-Doo with different skins. And even yep. spinoffs of Scooby-Doo, pup named Scooby-Doo and... Yeah. Scrappy-Doo. The worst of the doos. Honestly... Okay, so I I said that because I know that that's the uh, the the cultural zeitgeist behind it, but I never minded Scrappy when I was a kid. Either did I enjoyed I. it. Okay, cool. Oh, he was is kind of an arrogant little shit. He was always getting him into trouble. It was newer Scooby Doo cartoons, like they the ones with Scrappy didn't seem as dated. Well, pup named Scooby Doo wasn't Scrappy. I mean, it no, was pup Scrappy. named Scooby Doo. Yeah, that was that was there, later on. That yeah, was, was a whole pup, new there was take. A pup. Like the it was Scooby Doo and Scrappy too. It was like it was like the Muppet Babies of Scooby Doo, where they where the the whole team were, were kids. But Scrappy wasn't there. No. Yeah, because at least let not, me at him. Let me at him. Not as far as I remember. No. Yeah, that was in the uh, uh, Scooby Doo and Scrappy Two cartoons. Oh shit! Late in the seventies is when the U.S. government started getting their little fingers involved in entertainment. Those motherfuckers. Children, uh, complaining that it wasn't educational enough. And they wanted to up the standards. They were upset with all this anvils falling on people's heads and Scooby-Doo's looking for ghosts and uh, apparently Rick Springfield hanging out. Uh, yeah, with, <laughs> with his tight pants, yeah. I'm sure. Well, yeah. Fucking rock stars. The other thing they were worried about was a lot of commercials. So in the late 70s, they were like, hey, these kids are watching these garbage shows and they're just getting marketed to. 
the entire time. You know, they're trying to be like, hey, buy these sugary cereals, buy these shitty toys while you enjoy your Scooby-Doo. And uh, so the government passed some uh, some rules. I'm sure all of that was spurned by conservative parent groups upset about the cartoons. My wife grew up in a Christian conservative household. She was not allowed to watch gummy the Gummy Bears cartoon because there was... Because they were bouncing here and there and everywhere, these promiscuous fucking gummy bears. There, were, there was sorcery. <laughs> and so, I mean, there's always been the the right agenda that did not like magic or whatever's going on in the cartoons. Ghosts. We don't get and- political on this show. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like in the late 70s, they were concerned about the amount of time kids were watching TV. And just like... Everything else in the like mid eighties, the satanic, satanic exactly. panic. They're worried about pretty much everything: music and uh, you know D and D and television and pretty much fucking everything was the fault of the world's problems in the well, mid eighties. Yeah, video games, especially going going into the late eighties. Yeah, going into the late eighties, early nineties. Exactly. You got to find someone else to blame your shitty parenting on. And in the late 70s, that was Saturday morning cartoons. Absolutely. And they said, these need to be more educational. They kind of did some like voluntary standards. We're like, you know, you guys need to get some shit together. And that's where it's like Schoolhouse Rocks came from. That's why G.I. Joe always had a fucking moral at the end mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Like, Masters of the Universe did the same thing. Yeah. Whereas knowing is half the battle. The other half of the battle is clearly murdering people. With lasers. <laughs> well, I mean, not in that show. The, the, the other half is shooting at is them with violence. lasers. Yeah. Blowing up their vehicles, but making sure that they, they are yeah, okay. They can jump yeah. out of it. Yeah. They're parachuting or leaping out of those vehicles just fine. Yeah. And, and, and the funny part about that is like they were so concerned about the amount of commercials that kids were watching that the, the cartoon maker's response was to just sell them 30 minute commercials. And as you went into the 80s, pretty much everything was a fucking product placement. You had the fucking Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe and Transformers and He-Man. And they were all just, you know, 22-minute commercials for their toys. Yeah, absolutely. We're sitting there. We're watching Ninja Turtles. And all of a sudden, they have this fucking turtle van. And, like, Ninja Turtles have no reason to have a a full-on, like, Batmobile-equipped turtle van they certainly don't have driver's licenses yeah they've got a fucking blimp they've got all sorts of shit and the same with gi joe and their their aircraft carriers all the different vehicles all the different modes of transportation that they have there's no other reason i mean and and it makes sense i don't blame them for anything because that's in the business that that you know that is just toy sales right there and i every christmas i gladly gobbled up everything i could yeah, yeah, I was a dumb kid, and I wanted everything they had to sell me. <laughs> it wasn't just toys. I mean, it was our lunch pills, our bed sheets, our pillows, plush animals, ice cream treats, candy. I mean, I think everyone took a lesson from Star Wars. Yeah, and that they could just merchandise the hell out of all of the. I mean, toothbrushes, toothpaste. I mean, it was uh, Flint and Flintstones vitamins. I mean, they're. They marketed the stuff for kids, and we got our parents to buy it, and they made lots of money. At least with vitamins and toothpaste, like your parents wanted you to use those things. I can't imagine Flintstones vitamins are good for you. 
They probably have some sugar in them for sure. I ate the shit out of Flintstones vitamins yeah, when I was I a would, kid, Kyle, and it kept me strong and growing. Yeah, yep. I ate them like candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was good. Well, yeah, I mean, even to this day, even after uh, Saturday morning cartoons aren't a thing, like the the effects are still felt because my kid loves Ninja Turtles. She loves Batman. So right now on her bed, she's got Batman bed sheets, a Batman blanket, Batman pillowcases. She's got a Batman toothpaste dispenser. I'm sure there's a Batman toothbrush in the in the drawer. And for myself, every time the ice cream man comes around, as much as I love those those Eddie the Yeti super fudge blasticles, I still love to get me a little Ninja Turtle pop with the gumball eyeballs. I've always been curious if those were like the same ones from like... 1991. <laughs> they like feel they just, like it these days. Like they're they they're just hard like, and icy. They made like 10 million of them, and there's like all these. Just a warehouse. A warehouse of these old. Because like the bubble gum, like the eyeballs when you chew on them, like they don't like they like it's crack like a, like and like rock. they don't chew. Like it's just very weird. Yeah, and, they tear your gums up. And like and sometimes there's uh, ones of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. With these evil red eyes. Yeah. For some reason. Why the it, fuck does he have red eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Satan. Yeah. I mean, and and even though even though his cartoon was never big, like Sonic also had a Saturday morning cartoon. Like they made Saturday morning cartoons out of every property possible. I remember Sonic, and for whatever reason, he loved chili dogs. That's that's all that I remember from that show. But I mean, Earthworm Jim had a cartoon. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. I mean, it, from what I remember, it was great. But I haven't seen it in many years. More than that, they made cartoons out of things that were completely inappropriate for cartoons, like RoboCop and the Toxic Avenger. Holy shit! No kidding. There's there's no reason there should be a kids show about the Toxic Avenger. Like the first thing I remember about the Toxic Avenger is like within the first five minutes, there's a guy grabbing a woman and saying like i never cornholed me a white girl before yep yeah that probably didn't make it into the cartoon i hope those trauma flicks are are 100 <laughs> vulgar well, and like, they changed it from toxic adventure to toxic crusader that's true that is true i don't know and they called him toxy does that make it better <laughs> they made him a lot more it was like uh eco like him for it was like a uh like a ripoff of Captain Planet, almost. Yeah, and didn't he have like some talking shoes or some shit? I don't know. I holy never, shit! Almost I, like the MC Hammer cartoon. I had the whole toy made. line. Yeah, they definitely had the toy line, and th- that was also at the same time as like like where they made a cartoon out of Swamp Thing. Yes, which I also had that toy. Line. And and it was they they like made a riff on the uh, on the Wild Thing song. It's like Swamp Thing. Dun, dun, oh dun, dun. Yeah, it's. It's absurd what what they did in the 80s and 90s. Uh, I mean, those RoboCop cartoons are pretty terrible, but as much as I love RoboCop, sorry movie seller, I uh I I'll I'll eat that cartoon up. If it, if it if it was cheap on DVD, I'd buy it just to oh, have but it. But it's terrible. It'd be like like imagine if like in the late 90s they decided to make like American Psycho action figures and an American Psycho cartoon show. No shit. Like that wouldn't be appropriate at all. Like, why did people think this was okay? You know, it's kind of funny. I, I recently bought... Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I recently bought a couple of action figures from, from a line. I'm not going to buy the whole line because I don't give a shit enough. But I bought a Freddy Krueger and a Jason action figure from this line that their whole design aesthetic 
is like Hanna-Barbera style. Like Jason uh, looks like he's right I've out of Scooby Doo. Target, yeah, dude. They those two that I got, I I kind of want to get the Michael Myers one too. And there there's a whole bunch. There's Leatherface. There's a uh, Pinhead and Chucky and shit. Hanna Barbera Pinhead. I it fucking weird. love them. They are so fucking adorable and fun and goofy looking. I it's great. <laughs> I bought the uh, Masters of the Universe themed horror figures. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I've seen the Jason one of those. Yeah, they do. There's Jason, like Freddy, Pinhead, Leatherface. You bought the whole line? E, at least what was out at that time, yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I bought I bought a few of those DC Primal Age ones. I bought them both, uh, the first wave of the DC ones, too, so I could have the DC characters fight the horror characters. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> I've, I've still got my He-Man and Skeletors up on my shelf. I'm going to oh, do a little. I'm, I'm gonna, that can I, be quite the war. I need to get me a bigger bathtub. <laughs> one thing that... Uh, that uh, just going back to uh, earlier with the advent of Saturday morning cartoons and the repackaging and what uh, whatnot, I I couldn't help but see the parallels with comic books back in the late 30s when, you know, you had comic strips. They were selling well to children and uh, and then they started repackaging them into books. And then that led to the creation of comic books themselves, you know, characters like Superman and Batman and those characters selling their own books and the parallels are inescapable to me but i mean i just i i love that shit well and, the, and like the creation of the comics code authority yeah oh yeah no shit with the government stepping in so the same kind of thing where where they were worried about the influence on the children yeah i'm, I'm just waiting for like the youtube authority to step in i think it's too big nebulous is the problem what do you think about that kyle did he go pee? Yep. That's what I was looking at. He's outside taking a piss. Oh, he's coming back now. <laughs> Please leave this in. Please leave it in. <laughs> Kyle, what do you think about that thing we were just saying? <laughs> the, uh, parallel, the parallels of comic strips from the 30s. And... Well, no, I moved beyond that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the parallels of you urinating. Yeah. Like, uh... Oh, boy. There we go. Kyle and his infamously small bladder once we once yes. we start drinking. We we have had a few drinks, um, uh, which I don't think it's been too readily apparent. I don't feel like we've been super sloppy. Something that's kind of interesting is how, for us, uh, there was a lot of movies that were turned into Saturday morning cartoons, but now as adults... We're seeing our Saturday morning cartoons being turned into movies. Oh, that is interesting. That is fucking weird, isn't it? I didn't even think about that. Smurfs, Garfield. Uh, we have the Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, I guess that was a video game, but it's it, there's Alvin been, and the Chipmunks. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, we are in a, like a weird nostalgia-heavy generation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can't complain about it too much because we kind of have a podcast where we prey on this shit, where we think about the things that we loved when we were kids. And then complain about how people are fucking them up now. But we're doing a service. Yeah. Yeah. But we're doing it right. So fuck uh, those guys. Go to Target and you see like, I mean, the Target I go to has a whole like nostalgia section. Yeah. They had Crossfire when I was there the other yes, day. Yes. Crossfire. Yeah. Uh, Pogs. Oh, uh, fuck off. Um, I bought a Breakfast Club and an E.T. and a Jaws puzzle. That's what you get when you get a bunch of fucking... 80s 90 kids that don't really grow up 
and really love their nostalgia. Uh, Barnes and Nobles is selling uh, Fireball Island. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that that made that that made its uh, comeback. I'm stoked about that. I remember playing that at a friend's house when we were kids. You know, I asked for that when I was five. I got it, and I never played it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you just sat there watching cartoons. I played it by myself, or so I don't know. Like, I I was five. I didn't really understand the mechanics of the game and set it up and made the little thing roll out of the mountain because we were we were probably i mean and slightly before us like one of the first like hard marketed to generations like they were selling you know general like sugar cereals you know radioactive toys in the 60s to kids but then by the time like the mid 80s rolled around like they were hard pressing pop culture on children well and how many of the the cartoons we grew up with were released with a toy line like all of them yeah yeah literally all of them well yeah you had shows like masters of the universe of course gi joe there was mask the what was it mobile armored strike command voltron thundercats you know the I real mean, ghostbusters had their had their line fucking silver hawks fucking all of them man they all had fucking toys like it wasn't worth creating a cartoon if there wasn't a toy line when yeah we were kids well and, and maybe not a toy line but like garfield the there was the lasagna sticky, sales this this, this <laughs> but oatmeal raisin cookie sales went way down because he hated raisins in his cookies oh shit you you you're definitely a bigger garfield fan but than I, was, I i can tell you this right now though i loved garfield when i was a kid I still love me some oatmeal raisin cookies. I like the shit out of oatmeal raisin cookies. As you get older, you appreciate the raisins. Yeah, the raisins Um, are good. They're nice. They're a little sweet, but they're not too bad. There was Garfield ornaments, uh, clocks, uh, pillows, plush. The most famous thing was probably the uh, stick-on to Oh, the went on your fucking window? Jesus Christ. Yeah, everything came with merchandise. Everything. I I think we can blame George Lucas for that. Star Wars really made everyone realize that you could just merchandise the fuck out of everything you did. And that was right when we were born. And so from then on, we were just marketed to hardcore through our teens to the point that now they're like, hey, these guys will buy literally anything that they remember from their childhood. So with so many companies coming out and you know, just trying to find the next thing to hit it big, like the Ninja Turtles or GI Joes or Masters of the Universe. Like, I mean, clearly we've got those that we remember. We had, you know, Spider-Man, X-Men, Batman, fucking even things like Space Ghost and, and you know, DuckTales. But are there any other, like, whack-ass cartoons that you guys remember from your childhood where it's like, holy fuck, like, what... What are these guys trying to sell us? Like, where's this coming from? You know, where it's not like an obvious fit. The Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Oh, shit. I forgot about that one. Whoa. (laughs) Literal Cowboys from Moo Mesa. Street Sharks. Yeah. All kinds of shit. And and I remember there was one that was like, uh, it was like Wayne Gretzky and some basketball player and a football player like teamed up. I think it was called like, like, Pro stars and, or something like that. And just something goofy, like gummy bears. Yeah. Gummy bears is a candy. Like, what are these? What does this have to do with anything? These weird. I think it was like a ripoff of maybe Smurfs. I don't know. 
Yeah, they were in like a fantasy world and they could like drink a potion that would make them super bounce. Yeah, they would chug their drugs and bounce all over the place. And they did have like one of the catchy as hell old oh, yeah. theme songs. Are too. we ready? One, two, three, four. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Some the adventures that we all can share. They are the gummy bears. Please cut that. That was really bad. <laughs> that was so bad. I mean, I, I if I, I should have started with like a key signature or something so I could try to harmonize. John, it wouldn't have helped. Okay. And, and you know, Ready, guys? <laughs> mm, one, it. two, three, four. Gummy bears. It's not any better. And you know, a, a funny uh, Saturday morning cartoon that was on NBC that was at the beginning of MTV with music video was Kid Video. Oh yeah, kid, wasn't it Kid Vid? Kid Video is and Kid spelled with two D's. Oh, I'm thinking what? something else. Why and not? They were like traveling on different alien planets, and they're in a band. And then in the middle of each episode, they'd play a popular music video, oh. Tears for Fears, or whatever was popular at the time. Precursor to Beavis and Butthead. See, I swear there was something called Kid Vid. I I I saw some reference to it earlier somebody said something that reminded me of it i gotta find that out was it like a burger king spokesman or something shit surprise ronald mcdonald didn't have a uh, cartoon i am not entirely certain that he didn't yeah i may may oh no wait didn't they have some like vhs adventures or some shit when we were kids or am i just getting that mixed up from when they like they had some promotion where they where they uh they handed out vhs's of like it was like Raiders of the Lost Ark or some shit, or like Back to the Future. There, there was some VHS promotion. That's a really awesome thing to get from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go going back to the uh, to the movie seller guys. Like, hey guys, if you've got if you got information on and, those VHSs, let us know. And I mean, even with like yeah, the cross promotion, I think one of the most famous Happy Meal toys, or most well known for at least from our generation, is Muppet Babies. Oh shit. Yeah, you know, as as much as as much as we set out to not make this episode about like, oh, I love this show. Oh, I love this show. Oh, I love this show. It's clearly going to seep in and I think this is a good instance because everybody loves Ninja Turtles. We already did an episode on it. Masters of the Universe, we did that. We're going to do GI Joe. We're going to do Transformers, X-Men, Spider-Man, fucking Batman the animated series, Muppet Babies. Holy shit, not going to carry its own episode. We might do a Muppets episode. Great theme song. Holy oh, shit. Man. Muppet uh, Babies was so badass. I wish we would have saved our our singing a theme song for this one, but we probably wouldn't have done much better of a job. But I could have done a Kermit voice. Wait until we bring up DuckTales. Oh, shit. Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah, Muppet Babies was such a huge thing when we were kids because it was... As far as I can remember, you know, there were other cartoons like like Bobby's World or uh, Fantastic Max that really challenged you to use your imagination and to explore with your with your brain. And I I am forever indebted to that because it it makes you it makes you dream of the impossible or or at least believe that what you are dreaming can be real or that you can live in this other reality that you're imagining. You took a lot more from Muppet Babies than I ever did. <laughs> and what the fuck is going on with Nanny above those striped socks? Nothing. That's it. That's all she was. Yep. 
It's just a pair of hips and striped socks. And Big that's old it. 70s bush. I imagine like looking above that, it's like breaking reality in the world and you would see like Cthulhu or something. Like it's just <laughs> like the, the end of times or something. You know, this is really interesting, guys. So we all we all grew up in the same era. We were watching the same stuff. So with Muppet Babies, what did you picture Nanny's like face and hair like? She was a redhead. I imagined her with red hair. Interesting. What kind of what kind of quaff? The fuck's a quaff? A haircut. Oh, just straight, like shoulder length. She sounded nice, like a nice face. Okay. What about you, Ben? Oh, I was terrible at misbelieving, actually, as it turns out. Uh, I don't think I imagined her as anything. She was a set of legs that said things. She's a, the equivalent of the uh, the Peanuts parents. I didn't care who she was because she didn't matter. See, I always pictured her with like just slightly longer than shoulder length hair, and it was blonde, and it was kind of wavy. You know, and and maybe parted in the middle. Like for some reason, all of a sudden, it I, it reminded me of something I haven't thought of in years. And it may have had a Saturday morning cartoon, but I doubt it. But do you guys remember that book series when we were kids called The Stupids? Yes, it yes. was a family of people who did really stupid, weird shit. They were all very stupid. I think the mom had hair like that, where it was like wavy and sort of like went outward at a downward angle towards her shoulders. But that, that's how I always pictured Nanny. Yeah, I can't say I ever pictured her as anything other than a set of legs. Interesting. Because she was not really that important to the plot. She was everything. I just Googled it, and there's no answer. Well, yeah, of course there's not. No, I, I mean, there's that new Muppet Baby show, and for some reason I feel like I saw a little mm. snippet of it, and I feel like they actually showed a full-on... No, they don't. My twins no. uh, love it, so I've pretty much seen every episode... And no, it has not shown any. I watched a couple and they did not meet my exacting standards <laughs> as I, an adult. <laughs> I uh, Googled what does Nanny's Muppet, what does Muppet Baby's Nanny look like? And just pulled up a image of a headless body. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> she had no head. At this point, I would like to imagine that it's just Jim Henson in ladies clothes. <laughs> or Frank Oz. Yeah, either one. Wearing some pantyhose and some pumps. So, guys, when I was doing a, doing a little research, just watching some YouTube videos earlier about some Saturday morning cartoons, I came upon something that was called Rubik the Amazing Cube. I remember that. And the only thing I have written in my notes is in all caps and what the fuck is that? It's a cartoon to sell Rubik's Cubes, John. Duh. But, like, it's like a fucking... I guess it wouldn't be anthropomorphic, but like a sentient Rubik's cube who's who says something about like wanting to do magic and shit. Like, I think it was made probably by the same people that did the Pac-Man cartoon. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't be so mind boggled by it, but like it, it sort of freaked me out. Like I was having some fucking acid trip. Like it makes sense for my childhood, but I never saw it, and and it just it weirded me out. It's all it's all about cocaine and commercialism yeah like <laughs> like i'm surprised there wasn't a magic eight ball cartoon or something like <laughs> if only it came out a few years a yo 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 cartoon or something like a pogs cartoon i bet there was all three of those <laughs> we just don't remember them S yeah sticky it would hands. surprise me more that there was not a magic eight ball cartoon than there was so just to give a give a quick little shout out without going into the series is what are what were some of your favorite 
Saturday morning cartoons. Kyle, you want to just rattle some off? Sure. So Garfield loved Garfield. Garfield and Friends? Yeah, I wasn't as much of a fan of the Friends, but I loved Garfield. My first cat I named him Garfield. I loved the comic strips. I loved Lasagna. Lasagna, you know, I as an adult, lasagna is awesome, but I think I love it more because of Garfield. I think you're right, weirdly enough. They indo- they indoctrinated us real well. Yeah, lasagna is awesome. It, it's like a pasta pizza thing, but I think I love it more because I know when I'm eating lasagna, I think Garfield would love this. Um, I wish I had, and you know, I have a set of handful of plush animals or plush things on my nightstand, and one of them is Garfield. I just have always loved Garfield. Oh, you don't keep them in your windowless van? <laughs> and I think it's... Uh, That's where it, he keeps his candy. I think his sense of humor, he had a very odd, dry, sarcastic... Definitely. The sense of humor in Garfield was not like any of the other humor in our child like our saturday morning cartoons or anything yeah he wasn't wacky it was almost dark yeah and i think that affected us i mean i think it's it affected my sense of humor well yeah and he was really like dry sarcastic but like he suffered no fools like normal would show up and he would straight up Uh, pack him in a box and and ship him off to abu dhabi Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely weirdly enough uh the guy who did the voice of garfield uh, also did the voice of Peter Venkman in the real Ghostbusters. And then Bill Murray did the voice of Garfield. Straight and, up. Yeah. And as as bad as that Garfield movie is, Bill Murray is an absolute excellent choice. You know, yeah. I've, I've never watched them. Me either. I saw it at the drive-ins years ago, and uh, they were not good, but solid casting choice on getting Bill Murray to do that. And that's also a testament to the guy that they got to do Peter Venkman's voice in the real yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, absolutely. He was a great Venkman. Yeah, because he's dry as fuck. Uh, my family, when it comes to holiday times, we don't put on like the, oh, we do what we still will watch the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And fuck that. Boring. Charlie Brown Christmas special, but I have the Garfield holiday collection and we always watch the Halloween one and the Thanksgiving one and... But so yeah, Garfield is my favorite. Cool. What about you, Ben? Any standouts? I have more standouts. We don't care what you. Yeah, think, you Kyle. you just took five minutes with your Talking first about standout. Garfield. Yep, that's you all guys, you get. You guys talked about Garfield as well. Oh, I'm so sorry that we butted in on your <laughs> podcast <laughs> talking about the show you wanted to talk about. I mean, looking back on it, the things that really stick out to me as the ones that I really deeply loved. Were some of the uh, the like the Fox Kids Kids WB ones? Yeah, fucking Animaniacs and Freakazoid and Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah, Tiny Toons was my shit as a kid. Holy shit! Like they, I mean, they those guys also had like Batman and Superman and fucking the X Men and yeah, loads of good shit. But uh, Animaniacs was probably is still probably one of my favorite cartoons ever. And most of the shit went so far over my head when I was a kid. Yeah. Like all of my childhood knowledge of who Humphrey Bogart was came strictly from that show. Yeah, I never, I never seen Castle. I remember the first time I watched that show. They're making reference to uh, the movie Witness, 
Yeah. Yeah, like, you haven't uh, seen The Witness as a kid. That's not a thing you've seen. And, and that was probably one of the first, you know, when they started making animation not just for kids. Like, yeah. oh, what if an adult is watching this? Well, they were making it for themselves and also for kids to enjoy. And they and then the beautiful thing about it is that they weren't trying to sell anything. Yeah. Like there wasn't a toy associated with it. It was just solid. And I, I will still gladly watch the Animaniacs to this day. Well, and you and, learn and, shit. And like, An- Animaniacs, that was Fox, right? Yeah. Originally, yeah. When, you know, the first decade of Fox, it was the greatest network. I mean, they had the greatest shows and the greatest cartoons. and Yeah, they were really subversive when it came to television. Well, and you can even learn from them. Like, I, I still remember at least the the very beginning of the the whole like world map thing you know it's like united states canada mexico canada mexico panama something something peru like like you you still remember these things didn't they do like a uh they might be giants or no was it well, no or was it bare naked ladies the the oh no i'm thinking of uh tiny tune adventures when they did the uh the universe man thing oh, the that, universe that's definitely, man yeah, that's, that universe is they man. might be giants and they did animate the universe i man i loved that shit so much and i loved how in tiny tunes you you would have like like they'd go to some hollywood premiere or something and like michael keaton's batman yes. would would show up i fucking loved i lived for that the the tiny tunes uh how i spent my summer vacation movie yeah. like they go over a waterfall and superman straight up fucking saves them like that that was the coolest shit i'd ever seen in my in my little childhood years that superman shows up in the middle of this movie un, unexpectedly weren't those shows especially animaniacs like very on the end of the cusp of our childhood though animaniacs more so tiny toon adventures came in like i don't know like 1990 so animaniacs yeah we were like 9 started maybe? in 93 so we would have been 11 10 or 11 I was still watching the show. Yeah, I was not too was old 12, for that, man. I, I was watching Power Rangers when I was like 15. So. <laughs> I, I matured very slowly. I remember as a kid not liking Freakazoid. I didn't really. Get oh, it. I love Freakazoid. I, I wanted. I've never seen it. I wanted wow. a. I wanted a straight up superhero show, but it was superheroes by way of Looney Tunes, and I didn't yeah. get that when I was younger. Oh, I absolutely loved Freakazoid when I was a kid. The just the the cultural references that you were expected to understand that you did not, and you just had to get them through osmosis. Because I mean, they were going back like 30, 40 years to shit that no ten year old would have any business knowing. Yeah, just ex- ha- you know, having you absorb that and the through the caricatures alone, you had some idea of what they were getting at. Yeah, and it doesn't ruin the experience no. at all. And no, then later on in life you go, Oh, that's the Holy shit. shit. I get it now. That's fucking great. It was so cleverly written and so well done. And uh I love that shit. So Kyle, do you have some uh some other honorable mentions on here that you'd like to you'd like to bring up? Definitely Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, yeah, we I mean, already that, did an entire episode on that. Yeah, you missed that shit. Listen to it. Captain Planet. Oh, yeah. He's my hero. I hear he's going to bring pollution down to yeah. zero. Uh, Smurfs. Yeah. I was never a big Smurfs fan. I, I, you know, I always injured the Smurfs. I, their theme song was fun. I, you injured the Smurfs? Yeah, I injured them. 
I, was, I, I always preferred. I endured them Smurfs. I always preferred Snorks myself. Oh, yeah. I know you did. Kyle mentioned Snorks earlier, and I was like, "Fuck, Ben loves the fucking Snorks," and I don't get it. You know, we brought they up were like underwater Smurfs. We brought up my <laughs> babies already. Yeah, you did actually. You know, uh, a f- a favorite of mine, and it always frustrated me because the show is canceled before I could see the conclusion of the story. But uh, Pirates of Dark Water. Oh yes. I don't think I don't know if that was Saturday morning or not. It was Saturday morning. It was definitely Saturday morning. But that show was so awesome. And, Fucking and, cutting monkey birds. And yes, shit. and the, those oh. melons, the weird monkey bird thing would eat. It looked so good. And there was this whole like story with that, and it was that show was fucking canceled before we could see the conclusion to it. Hey, I was on Twitter a while ago, and uh, there's someone on there that is looking to put together a Pirates of Dark Water tabletop rpg <laughs> shit and i told him you let me know where that is because i will play test the fuck out of that because that show was so awesome i remember when i was in fourth grade going over to a buddy's house and uh we were geeking out over pirates of dark water and like we watched it yeah ryu or whatever or ren ren was, yeah 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 ren and but we watched it and we we're like super stoked about it and then like i saw his dog and i was like what's going on here because he had like one dog that was stuck to another dog and I was like, what's happening? In the show or your friend's house? No, at his house. And I was like, what's going on? Because it was like, yup, 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 yup. And he's like, oh, because there were two chihuahuas. And I guess like one would screw the other one and his dick would swell up and then he couldn't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, the other, the, the girl dog would just walk around with this boy chihuahua stuck in her for like a couple hours. It's like the girl one was caught in a storm of dicks. What does this have to do with the sh- I don't know, but when I think of Pirates of Darkwater, I think of this chihuahua with his dick swollen up and stuck in another chihuahua. Okay. <laughs> it was it was the most insane thing I'd ever seen. I'll and- allow it. <laughs> and Captain N. Oh boy, yeah. I I was going to talk about that at, at one point here. And, and Captain N was just so cool cuz every episode it was a different nintendo world yeah i agree that is the truth (laughs) what do you guys think you want to take a break yes all right let's go let's go do that we'll be right back (laughs) (laughs) hello check out our podcast grand rapidians play video games every episode we review a beer talk about games we play and recommend a podcast or something else i'm willie i'm not your normal beer snob i've been to more than 150 different breweries but i always keep hams in the fridge (laughs) i'm ginger and i am in the first guinness world record book video game edition on the tetris page i'm simon and i can usually kick their butt in most video games (laughs) we drink while we record (laughs) (laughs) fuck yes we do (laughs) find us wherever you find podcasts and enjoy Hey, Kyle, welcome back. So we're back after that commercial break. <laughs> what the and fuck? <laughs> we're going to talk about Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> and thanks for that intro, Kyle. <laughs> Please <laughs> leave that in. That's very nice. Um, so we're going to, as, as we always do after our break, we're going to get down and dirty into some structure. So let's start with some, uh, some first impressions. Uh, ben, welcome back. Uh, do you have a first impression of, uh, of Saturday morning cartoons, early memory, not like a specific one, but I do remember as a child, um, gathering, you know, like waking up well before my parents gathering myself up some, uh, 
some sugary uh, cereal of some variety, which was not that sugary because my parents did not buy me good sugared cereal. I like how it. sugary, like like not like Fruit Loops or Tricks, but maybe like a like a frosted mini wheat or a... yeah, more like a Honey Nut Cheerios that I had okay. to add some sugar to. You know, weirdly enough, I was comparing uh, the nutritional information on Lucky Charms and Honey Nut Cheerios. And there was like one little category where there was like a slight difference. And I was like, holy oh, shit, shit. Really? Yeah. Like Honey Nut Cheerios. I don't know if it's just in the makeup of it that makes it makes it healthier because it does actually have like whole grains and shit. But it is it should be classified as a sugar cereal. Yeah, wow. it's in the healthy section of the healthy cereal. So that's what my kids eat. Yeah, it could prevent heart disease. Fuck that. If I can eat tricks or honey nut Cheerios, I'm going to eat tricks every fucking day over that. But those don't help. Those don't possibly help heart disease, maybe, or lower cholesterol. All, all of the cardiovascular exercise I do probably will. <laughs> <laughs> I think since we're talking about Saturday morning cartoons, we should talk about what our favorite childhood cereal was. Oh, that does not make sense at all. I mean, I mean, little sense, but my favorite childhood cereal as an adult is Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. Never liked it. My parents never let me have that as a child. So I think my favorite cereal as a child with what I was provided was probably Kix. And or, Kicks is great. And I, or Raisin Bran. I never Bran actually with, had Kicks. What the fuck? What? Kicks is solid. Or Raisin Bran with extra raisins. Yeah, I remember being kids at your place, and you always had Raisin Bran, but we always wanted more raisins. I. It's the raisins in post-Raisin Bran that make it so wonderful. <laughs> so I grew up in a situation where... No one loved you? Yeah, no one cared about what I ate. Like, I mean, I lived off of... Soda and Kool-Aid and whatever. <laughs> and my cereal selection usually is based on the toy. Man. So that's how I pick cereal. But my favorite cereal probably was uh, Corn Pops or Oh, Apple I Jacks. love Pops. Usually I try to give my kids the whatever the considered healthier cereal, but I'll get them the, uh, the little mix pack of the little boxes. So every other day is can have the uh, unhealthy cereal. And I, yeah, I always have a couple bi- bites of the corn pops and oh, it's so good. Well, yeah, no joke. Like right now in our cupboard, we have kicks and we have honey nut Cheerios. And just recently we had Lucky Charms. And that's what I told, uh, told my little one is that, uh, that she could have Lucky Charms, but then she would have to have the other cereals first. See, and my problem with Lucky Charms was. Like, say, Corn Pops, every piece was good. Lucky Charms, the marshmallows were good. The rest of it sucked. See, I never cared for Lucky Charms. I can tell you right now, the marshmallows are the worst part of Lucky Charms. Oh, shit. My mom used to pick them out when we were kids. What a hero, because marshmallows are (laughs) fucking gross. Don't put that shit in cereal. Yeah. All right, so first impressions of uh, of (laughs) Saturday morning cartoons. So you remember... Getting up before your parents and your cereal. And not eating Lucky Charms while I watched. Uh, I remember early on watching uh, essentially Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Yeah. Getting up and uh, and seeing stuff like, um, you know, uh, Scooby-Doo and Wacky Races, Jetsons and Flintstones. And, uh, and just really enjoying 
the Hanna-Barbera goodness because it was so thick when I was a young, young child. Remember the Hanna-Barbera, like, Olympics? Yeah. Where they had take, like, all the different characters and they were, like, all competing in some, like, ridiculous fucking cartoon Olympics. Like, Yeah. Hanna-Barbera was the absolute shit when I was five. They were Saturday morning cartoons. They had, you know, all the Scooby-Doo clones. You had Speed Buggy and... And Speed Buggy's weird because it is it is it is Scooby Doo with a car as Scooby Doo. Yeah, like I know the the main character and design of Speed Buggy himself, but I've never seen an episode of that. Oh, really? Like they have a character that has an ascot. He's Freddy. I don't remember his name, but he's Freddy. Yeah, that's who that is. They Teddy. even they even have this, like mostly the same voice actors doing their fucking voices. Well, it's Frank Frank nuts. Welker, the voice of uh, of Freddy, was in. Everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah, that guy, if you go on his IMDb, it is insane the number of of, uh, of voices he has. And I even thought about him earlier when we were talking about the real Ghostbusters because he was the voice of uh, the Ray Stans character. Yeah. But he was the one who stood out as not being like like the original. He just sounded like Freddy. And he's, he's like second only to like Tex Avery as far as voice actors go. Who? Who? I might disagree with you on that, but. I don't know if there is somebody that beats Frank Welker, in my opinion. So take that. So fuck you. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I mean, generally just being a kid and, uh, you know, before my parents get up, getting out and watching some fucking cartoons and enjoying the pleasant quiet of the house before my parents got up and asked me to do things. Now, you had a little sister. Did she get up and watch them with you or... Did she yeah, stay asleep? I did, and it was probably the most peaceful time of the day for the two of us because we could sit down and watch <laughs> cartoons and generally not fight until they. Was ended. there a debate? Like, because I also I didn't grow up like it was just me. So, like, no, I want to watch this cartoon. Um, I don't remember much of a debate, mostly because the Cause options, you would punch her in the head. Yeah, because she disagreed. Because I would win because I was bigger. But um, you know, I don't remember fighting over which cartoons to watch. Because there wasn't that many options. I mean, there was maybe like three or four channels on which you could watch cartoons. And ap- apparently we agreed on that. Well, yeah. And, and these days, like, I'll sit down for a meal with my kids. Say Angelina's off on off at choir on, uh, on Monday nights. And we want to watch something together. But it takes just as long for us to, yeah. for us to find something. Because it's all streaming services. There's and we so have many so options. many options. Yeah. And if if we only had what was on television at that one moment, especially if it's just network TV, like if, if you were that young with your sister, like there were probably only three options. Well, and, and one thing that I've noticed with my kids, at least, is that generally my youngest is willing to watch whatever my oldest wants to. Yeah, he loves her no matter how yeah. much she hates him. He does, to a degree, look up to her and uh, want to... You know, he respects what she wants to watch. And so if she wants to watch something, he's usually like, hey, if my big sister is willing to watch this with me, I'll fucking watch it with her. Yeah. And um, so there may have been some of that going on as well. It's really interesting, like the huge change in generation of just like patience. Like we had to wait till Saturday and now our kids can watch these shows anytime through streaming services. I mean, frankly, 
as much as the curmudgeon in me wants to be like, you know, well, I had to walk uphill and snow both ways to school. Like, uh, it's fucking awesome. That's, that's a really cool thing to be able to do. And I also take advantage of that shit all the time. You know what I don't watch a lot of anymore? Commercials. Because I don't want to watch shit on network TV. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I haven't had regular TV <laughs> in probably about four years now, and it's the fucking best. I'll yeah. pay that extra couple bucks on Hulu to not get commercials. It's fantastic. And like Disney Plus, too, getting all of these fucking cartoon series from our uh, from our childhood that I that I get to share with my kid. Like, I mean, my kid doesn't doesn't understand or at least doesn't discern the fact that like Spider-Man and his amazing friends is an old ass cartoon. She just sees Spider-Man and friends. Like it's so awesome going back and revisiting these cartoons from my childhood with her. And you know, she doesn't give a shit yet. I love it. And it's cool because when she watches it on a streaming service, there's like these spots where like all of a sudden the music fades out, stops for a second and then everything fades back in and they kind of recap what just happened. Yeah. Well, uh, don't you you think this will be a loss of patience for people? I don't think people need patience for fucking commercials. Yeah. I don't give a shit about that. It's a break, though, from sitting and staring and... Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a fucking break. Uh, Do you remember commercials from you were a kid? They were just just as overstimulating and desire-driving as any bit of the cartoon was. It wasn't like you took a break for, like, a fucking zen meditation. You took a break to watch a bunch of kids scream about fucking Hot Wheels for fucking 10 seconds, and then someone (laughs) scream about fucking how Captain Crunch was great, and then someone scream about some fucking thing that made slime, and then you got put back into the fucking yeah, cartoon. Yeah, and then, like, I've fallen and I can't get up, and yeah. you laugh at that, and then there was you're back. No, there was no Where's fucking... The beef? Re- yeah, there was no fucking relaxing between one part of the cartoon and another. There was just all these fucking high-octane, fucking you-need-to-fucking-buy-this-shit toy bullshit. Yeah. Well, I guess the thing for me is that you can... Kids now can get anything they want whenever they want like yeah so can i if they, it's fucking great <laughs> if they want the the cartoon they want to see they can get it right now if they want the toy they want we go on amazon and we can get it prime delivered the next day where when versus we were kids our grandma would take us to toys r us and maybe the toy will be there and now there there's just there's no uh do you think that built character or something though? Cause like, I, I think like you go back a hundred years and you're like, man, these, these fucking kids today can go to the grocery store and get food whenever they want. I, I used to have to go dig a potato out of the yard no, and eat it. It's not to fucking that these extreme, no but character fucking kids eating fucking store potatoes. Generations of where everything that someone wants, they get now. What's well, the future? That's it's only going to get more like that. Well, I think that's shitty. Okay, well, this Why? is not the place for diatribes on what's happening to the youth of America. We're talking about our love for Saturday morning goddamn cartoons, guys. I don't know. Hey, Kyle, do you have a uh, a first impression, an early memory of Saturday morning cartoons? You know, it's probably the same as all of us. Uh, okay, good. Moving on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. But yeah, it's the uh, getting up, you know, mama's still asleep and watching the cartoons, the self-serve breakfast of dumping cereal in a bowl with milk and watching the cartoons and the uh, commercials about the toys or whatever cereals or whatever affiliated with the cartoons and i guess just uh 
four hours of blissful happiness. Now, do you remember any any specific cartoons from from your early days of uh, of Saturday Saturday morning cartooning? Yeah, I mean, like the GI Joe Transformers. Uh, very eerie memory of Inspector Gadget, which is probably why I don't like that show. Did you say a very eerie memory? Yeah, but da, 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 yeah, like <laughs> I've like yeah, that theme song is fucking creepy, and I had a. I have like a memory of like age, like three or two, like an age where I should not have memories of Inspector Gadget. Go <laughs> oh, Gadget Tentacle. Like something like I got like molested or something, like a very like bad memory with Inspector Gadget in the background or something. Go Go Gadget, don't tell your parents. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just the same that that memory. Like we waited for that, like four hours a week and i you know i guess that's cool for my kids that they get to watch disney jr or whatever stupid cartoons they all suck compared to the ones we grew up with stupid fucking kids and their stupid Uh, fucking well i mean the 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 way i see it with the with the morning and the access and everything is that like the kids can get up and they can watch what's on tv like we did when we were kids i mean when we were kids we got up and we watched whatever was on tv or we can just sort of like when our kids wake up we can sort of just fall out of bed and throw on cartoons for them for a couple hours, just the same. Well, you know? the, the biggest difference that I see in it is because uh, my kids know how to fucking work Netflix and shit. So, like, I can be in bed. They can get up early if they want, and they can watch what they want. And I think the, the biggest thing that's kind of disappointing to me is that it doesn't end at noon. It doesn't end at 11. Well, yeah, that's up to the parent now. Yeah. Well, if I get out of bed before noon on Saturday. (laughs) I think the big difference is that it was so limited when we were kids. Yeah. So we, I mean, you go back to watch the cartoons from when we were kids and- They suck. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, Biker Mice from Mars. And there's, uh, now kids have so much- Well, they can actually watch something that's good. There's so much to choose from, so- these uh com- the animation companies are forced to actually create quality yeah that's really that's a big shame so it's, i mean even really like terrible the, you're right the, the disney junior stuff my my uh, two-year-olds watch i mean it's quality animation is it good for them oh i mean well, i mean i mean because i i sat through a lot of shit that my little one who's uh who's six now was watching that was just fucking trash fires and it and and i was like holy fucking shit like i can't believe my kid is watching this stuff you know uh, i was sitting through uh the roadster racers today i was like oh this is like decent it was it wasn't terrible but oh. it's for a kit it's for you know five and under or something and fuck that they should be watching spider-man and his amazing friends or my first impression Dun, that for dun, a second? Whoa! I know I touched on this uh, when we did our Superman episode, so this may be a little bit of a retread. But my first impression when I was a little kid, it, it had to have been 1988. But I remember getting up every Saturday fucking morning at 7:30 uh, to watch this Superman cartoon because shocker, Superman's my favorite. Get up, put your Superman undies on, go watch a Superman cartoon. I'm sure. You know, if there were Superman cereal at the time, I'm sure I was eating it. I'm sure I was wearing a cape. But 
I don't remember much from my childhood of watching this cartoon. It's more, it's more, I remember the impression it made on me. It's like, like when you go to a bar and get drunk and meet some cute girl and the next day you don't remember her face, but you remember what you thought about her. Yeah. You put in your phone, cute Superman cartoon. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I remember believing this cartoon existed because I'd seen it and I got up at 730 in the morning for months trying to find this cartoon and it didn't exist anymore i was like what the fuck is going on where's this cartoon i've seen it i i know it exists but for all for all i knew back in the day of network television where you couldn't just find everything anytime you wanted it may as well have not existed but um then i ran across and this is a story i told on the superman episode i believe where I ran across a VHS copy of uh, of Pee-wee's Big Adventure that we taped off of TV. And it had a uh, commercial for when Saturday rocks on CBS. And it had like Punky Brewster and fucking a bunch of random shows that they were just rattling off. And they go, Superman. And it shows a couple little clips from that show. I was like, holy fuck, it does exist. Holy shit, there it is. And like, I remember getting up at 7.30 to watch that. I don't remember the show from when I was a kid, but I remember watching it, and then I remember being heartbroken and trying to find it, and it didn't show up until this This is all retreading years later when the internet came about, and then I figured out that that, that cartoon did actually exist. Man, but that's, that, that's the most John Williams thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something I love getting taken away and Just wondering if it exists waking or not. Up for, waking up for weeks and weeks hoping to see Superman and he just doesn't fucking show up. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then doubting whether or not he ever existed in yeah. the first place. And, and you know, I, I go back and I watch that cartoon. It's just like, it's very similar to G.I. Joe in the way it's made and how it holds up but i've got such love for it in my heart because of what it was to me when i was a kid that i've i've always had superman and and masters of the universe and gi joe and all those things in my life you know voltron predated us or at least our 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 time of reason but that was the first time where i really attached myself to a cartoon and the same thing happened um few years later with x-men the pride of the x-men where it was just one single episode that was produced i don't know who did it it had kind of a japanese feel to it like uh not quite like like robotech but sort of that thing like 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 the intro to gi joe you know where it was something that that was very japanesey feeling and there was only one episode that they ever produced it must have been a pilot and i thought it was fantastic and it would air on Sunday mornings. And for whatever reason, like they would play that episode every single week leading into, you know, whatever, like Marvel Action Hour or whatever it was. And they'd play something else after it. But it was like, I want something more. I love this thing, you know. And and that was the same thing with Superman where, where it was just like, give me more of this, please. Don't take it away from me. Why is this happening to me? My life is over. I hate myself. I want to die. Uh, it escalated quickly. <laughs> well, and Saturday morning was pretty heavily rotating. I mean, it was whatever the uh, fucking corporate execs thought the kids would want. Yeah. Yeah. One week you have Tick. The next week you have Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Yeah. Which I loved that cartoon when I was a kid. That was a cartoon. 
Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I only ever saw the uh, PBS show. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. The live action one with, with Rockapella. Uh, quick little what if for you, gentlemen. If you had to live in the world of a Saturday morning cartoon, what would you choose? Ben, I'll start with you. Uh, you know, honestly, I'd probably go Scooby Doo. Yeah. It, it would uh, help reinforce my uh, penchant toward rationality, where I could go every week to some supernatural bullshit and uh, just realize it was, you know, Farmer John with a mask on. Yeah. Trying to fuss. And he would have gotten away with it, too. Yeah, if it wasn't for that stupid 38-year-old prick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take it easy on yourself. You're only 37. For now. <laughs> Depends on when you're listening to this. What about you, Kyle? Do you have a uh, a Saturday morning cartoon world that you would love to live in? If I can live in a Saturday morning cartoon world, it would be Captain Ed. You motherfucker. And you know, Why did I start with you? Getting to, you know, hop around to different Nintendo worlds and have a light gun and hang out with Mega Man and Princess and all that stuff. Really cool belt book. Yes. So probably Captain N. John, what about you? Fuck. I uh, I mean, uh, I, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the Beetlejuice cartoon because they went somewhere called the Neither World which was a uh, really creepy and really cool. And you had cool little creepy friends that were not very malicious. And that was the cartoon that gave me forever the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, parody <laughs> named Armhold Muscle Hugger. And he, I mean, he was just this giant monstrosity muscle man that of course was an Arnold Schwarzenegger parody. And I don't know if I'm imagining this right now, but I'm just saying it right now. But I, I feel like he had like these fucking nipples that just like stuck out like super far, <laughs> yeah. like just just like super turned on perky nipples that were like a dark green to his like light green skin tone. Maybe you wore like red trunks. I'm really curious to go and look at look this up afterwards because, yeah, armhold muscle hugger right now do it that sounds right to me though i, I mean it's kind of cool that you could get away with calling someone babes then yeah Maybe. yeah yeah beetlejuice was a was a friendly dude and he always called lydia babes and she had this cool little uh little red spiderweb smock that was a that was a great show and they had jacques who was like his his bony french friend who would run around they had a spider friend too i remember watching that show for a while yeah, I loved the whole introduction of the neither world. You know, that that really added a new dimension. And the, it had a, the theme song. It wasn't like a uh, Danny Elfman. It wasn't like from the Beetlejuice movies. It's like the No, a, I feel like it had little hints of it. All right. So I'm looking at a picture of him and like, uh, what's his name? Like Jacques Bones or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he's got big old green nipples. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to lean over the desk so I can see that. That is what I described, except he's, what, he's got blue underpants? Does have blue underpants. Instead of red underpants? No, that is that is nothing like what I have in my head, except that, like, the verbal description fits. Yeah, it totally fits, yeah. Big dude, big muscles, big nipples. Yeah, big dark green nipples. Um, so let's move on to our favorite use in pop culture. Um, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, and take take this one up top because 
we didn't discuss this ahead of time, but this is one of those things where it is pop culture. So unless you're going to grab like a certain toy or a certain cereal that you loved, it's going to be tough. So what I chose as my favorite use in pop culture, I, I sort of took a a back road approach to it where it's my favorite cartoon that uses a bunch of pop culture, which is Captain N, which is why I gave, why I gave Kyle shit earlier. Um, because Captain N, as we touched on earlier, you know, like it, it, it captured so much of pop culture in it, in and of itself. You know, it was a Saturday morning cartoon that had Mega Man at Simon Belmont, Kid Icarus, uh, princess, something or other. She wasn't Zelda. She was tougher. And they had a, uh, a sentient flying Game Boy with a Kool-Aid man face. And uh, it, it pitted them against Mother Brain, King Hippo, like Eggplant Wizard. They had Dracula. They had Dr. Wily. And it had appearances by like Mario and Link. And uh, like they had their own shows on the, on the outside. But like it just it went into a shit ton of video game worlds and it spun into comic books and to me, when I was a kid, like that was something that was so accessible because it was this kid named Kevin who, through some bizarre accident that his fucking dog Duke causes, he gets sucked or pulled in, I guess, by some hands into a video game. And he's got a fucking D-pad or he's got a Nintendo controller as his belt and he could pause shit or he could like make a super jump. He's got a Nintendo blaster. Like I, I remember actually winding a nintendo controller through my belt loops yeah you know and and having it as a belt there so i could pretend to be that character like it that was so fucking badass and it had so many characters that me as a nintendo kid appreciated and loved and i i mean i bought the whole series on dvd and just like so many others it doesn't hold up so well were you disappointed as an adult and i i just looked it was a princess laura who's the princess of video land so yeah she's not from any uh nintendo there it is lame ass princess laura yeah you know keep her nondescript so you don't have to worry about character traits because i mean well back then princesses didn't really have character traits they were being saved but she she held her own against simon belmont who was a totally vain fucking insane boastful motherfucker like yeah not not the simon belmont from the games we played they yeah fucked yeah him up he's more like aquaman from a uh, batman brave and the bolt and kid acres is pretty lame in the, that show too you know the the thing was it was it was something that spoke to me as a kid because i knew and loved castlevania even though i didn't own those games but some of the very few games that I owned as a kid was Kid Icarus, and I owned Mega Man 2, and I had a Game Boy. Like, it it's just really spoke to me with the specific characters that they had. I loved Punch-Out, so I knew King Hippo, mm-hmm. even though he was a weird, like, blue-green skin yeah. th- with dark nipples, too. All those nipples in the 80s. There's nipples everywhere. Weird dark nipples. Something really cool about that show is the intro started off with a live action scene yeah and him being sucked into video land yeah so it kind of helped us you know connect like oh we're wait i'm live action too yes yeah that was definitely the thing you know like there there was a there was a real human being going on an adventure in video game land and 
that was exactly what we would want to do in our in our imagination. And like, I mean, and every episode would be like a different game, like uh, Bio Billy or something like it. Dude, I was looking at the list of worlds they went to earlier, and it's fucking insane how many different worlds they get. Like, apparently they went to they went into a punch out world at some point. It's like I don't remember that, and like, where the fuck are they? punching out like are they are they jogging to the statue of liberty in a in a pink jumpsuit or are they just in a ring i don't know so what about you ben my favorite use in pop culture was uh an album that came out in the uh i think it was the late 90s shit look at you called uh saturday morning cartoons greatest hits mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember this one yeah but it was fucking awesome it had all the fucking well not all of them but a load of the fucking heavy hitters from the 90s covering their favorite Saturday morning cartoon theme songs and it was fucking solid holy shit um i wish i would have thought of that earlier yeah i remember loving this thing in high school i had like the butthole surfers did underdog the ramones yeah, did spider man i totally rem- i remember both of those yeah. sublime did hong kong fooey oh that was them doing that yeah oh it was oh that totally makes sense now them doing that. Them, it yeah. sounded exactly them, like them, every them, sublime them, song ever made totally uh, the violent femmes did uh eep op work uh uh-uh, yeah from, from, from jetsons. jetsons um uh, i mean it was just fuck that's so good helmet did fucking gigantor and we're like gigantor it was fucking badass man it was just like all these fucking cool theme songs that you remembered from all the fucking early 80s saturday morning theme songs sung by all your favorite mid 90s heroes or even earlier yeah like with the ramones i remember when when they said like is he strong listen bud he's got radioactive blood i remember they're like is he strong listen bud he's got radioactive blood yeah yeah i actually tried to look up uh saturday morning cartoon theme songs on spotify and that was the album that popped up i own that album i still own that album it's in my cd case somewhere and it's fucking awesome i absolutely love it it's super fun and I recommend it to uh, everybody. I remember having some like uh, some like weird single cassette. It only had a couple songs, and I remember listening to it. Weirdly enough, I remember when I hear the the Ramones Spider Man in my head, I think of sitting in the uh, drive through for McDonald's in Folsom. Like I very clearly remember the first time my first impression of hearing that song. Um, what about you, Kyle? What's your favorite use in pop culture? You know, I I don't know. Don't know. You don't know? Yeah, I mean it it's all I we we've talked about it. Uh have we? I think so. I mean just all the merchandising and everything. <laughs> you tell I, me. <laughs> oh beer. Okay. Everything is your answer. Um, so let's move on to our final thoughts and our one word review. It's time to wrap this shit up. Let's do it. Uh, Kyle, do you have a one word review and some final thoughts? I think Saturday morning cartoons taught our generation patience that we had to wait till Saturday for the best part of television. Oh, that's good. That we had to spend the whole week waiting till then. We had to wake up on our own and turn the TV, you know, possibly if our parents weren't asleep in bed, battle our parents for control of the one TV in most of our households and watch them. Yeah. We can record them. We can TV them or, and if you slept in or missed it, then that was it. 
So I think there's just a, uh, a thing of patience versus uh, the current generation that gets everything now. Yeah, instant gratification. Yes. My one-word review is going to be, and th- this isn't speaking as a whole, but just to my own experience, is disappointment. Damn, John. Mm-hmm. Fucking end this shit rough here. Because going back to my first impression, like I mean, to be honest, I was thinking about Saturday morning cartoons, and I know I watched them. I know I did. I know I watched them all, and I and I love them. I, you know, thinking of it now, like I think X Men was at ten o'clock a.m. on Fox. You know, like I'm I'm sure I remember things that I love, but I remember Sunday morning cartoons as shitty as they were a little bit more because I was raised Mormon and, and there you couldn't go out and play or anything. So you were watching the cart, whatever cartoons you could get your hands on. Um, Saturday morning, I wanted to get up and go play with my friends. You know, like one, once it was like eight o'clock, I could call up Preston or jump over the fence or something. But so the disappointment comes in in wanting that Superman cartoon to exist. And it didn't when I was a kid, it just did not exist. And I was, essentially a crazy person because i wanted to see it so bad and it just would not come on so saturday morning cartoons for me like i understand it's a magical time and i'm sure i had a great time doing it but i don't think it was to me what it was to everyone else because of being marmot because of not finding superman yeah because of superman not being there and just being disappointed what about you, Ben? That's a bit of a downer, John. Yeah. Perk it up before the end of the show. I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, um, my one word review on this one, I was thinking about, like, what is the... Uh, I tried to come up with a uh, a good combination word for some things that existed, and uh appears it doesn't exist. So I went with the uh, the more important word of my two-word combo, which was obsolete. Oh, that is true. Is that uh, when we were kids, this shit was important. Like you, you could get up, and this was the the one part of the week where all of the television programming was aimed at you, and you could go and find the things that you were interested in, and it was really cool. You could get up early, you could go in front of the TV and get like four full hours of shit. That was just for you. It didn't have any news. It didn't have any education. It didn't have any bullshit. At the time, that was that was really necessary. And that was really cool to go see these things that were made for you. And uh, these days, you know, as much as you may lament the lack of patience required of today's children to see them, Kyle, it's just not fucking necessary anymore. Like, it's cool that as a kid now... You can find things for you everywhere. Like It's not hard for you to, to go out and say, hey, this is a thing that interests me. It's 7 o'clock on a Tuesday night. You know what I don't have to watch? Fucking 60 Minutes. Because 60 Minutes blows because I'm a 7-year-old kid. What I want to watch is some fucking cartoon characters punching each other in the face. And I can do that because of technology. So when I was a kid, I played with toys or read books or played outside. And now kids can watch stupid fucking YouTube videos of other kids playing Roblox. Well, you know what keeps them from doing that? Parents. You. 
Yeah, yeah well, your, fucking, your kid can because you're letting them. Yeah, that's yeah, your and that's child, why I have to Kyle. like limit, you know, every other day screen time. If only you could limit every other child's screen time. But kids don't have to use their own imagination. Well, but they, they can don't. and they do. Like yeah. I mean, I've got a couple kids and they fucking they do that shit. They just do it in a different way. And when you were a kid, your parents were like, "This kid's watching way too much TV. They should be." I don't know, like plowing a cornfield. Did you plow many cornfields when you were a child, Kyle? I bet you didn't. No, but I. That's to, why you're such a pussy. I had to pick ticks out of the dog. Uh, well, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, my my kid watches TV. We watch t- TV together. Or if I need her to to be distracted for a little bit, she'll watch some TV. But she gets creative as fuck. My kids have to tend chickens and fucking move shit and do things like they do things all the time but the fact that they can access things made for them at times other than one day a week is not a detriment i don't think quick side note into uh something else here my daughter is huge into anime now and uh she watches that shit as much as she possibly can and and I curb it as, as best I can to make sure she actually like accomplishes the things she's supposed to accomplish. But one thing that I can appreciate about anime is that it doesn't treat kids like they're stupid because uh, it's not necessarily made for kids. And it has a lot of emotional nuance and shit in it that we did not get as children. Like you look at He-Man and fucking the emotions are either they're fucking extremes. They're either Skeletor's really upset about something because He-Man did something stupid. There's no nuance in He-Man. There's He-Man doesn't do stupid things for the record. <laughs> but when we were kids, they basically assumed that kids are too dumb to understand nuance and any sort of depth. So they gave us a lot of shit that was like silly and fun on the face and not that interesting as an adult, which is why you go back and you watch G.I. Joe and you say, this is fucking trash. I don't know, man. I liked anime when I was younger, and I say the same thing when I go back and watch it. There's some of that. I mean, Ian, if you're talking about Dragon Ball and shit, like, yeah, it's uh, there's not a lot of depth there. But some of the shit she watches is uh, it's got an impressive amount of depth and interest that I can watch it with her and still enjoy myself. And the fact that she has access to quality programming like that, I don't think makes her any the weaker than us when we were exposed to uh, a bunch of marketing shills trying to cram fucking toys down our throats. Yeah, I don't think that either. Kyle does. So I, I, I think Saturday morning, as much as I lament its passing, uh... It's not needed anymore. We've got cable where you've got Cartoon Network. You've got video games that you can go and play on Saturday morning instead of watching cartoons. You've got the internet where you can go and basically watch whatever the fuck you want ad nauseum. I mean, it's, it's probably similar to when our parents were our age, them going to the theaters to watch theatrical cartoon shorts. Yeah, or upset that we didn't get to enjoy the wonder of radio plays. Yeah. Which, I gotta tell you, there's a lot of radio dramas on, like podcast radio dramas that uh, I really enjoy listening to. I'll still go listen to old time radio shows. They're great. It's a cool ass medium, but don't lament that shit. Some stuff gets past its time and that's what it is. And Saturday morning cartoons are one of those fucking things. 
Thank you very much, folks, for uh, carving out this time before your parents woke up to join us and listen to our episode today. Um, If you'd like to let us know how we did, please, please, for the love of Glog, email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can hit us up on the social medias. We have a Facebook page, Geeksploration the Podcast, Instagram, Geeksploration Podcast, and Twitter at GeeksplorePod. And if you enjoyed today's show, please give us a five recycled walk cycle review on Fuck. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. You may as well just say five dick storm review. <laughs> that would work too. Uh, on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. I prefer Podchaser. It's better. Uh, we still have some swag available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com and... Our theme song, as always, is Cruising for Goblins by the indomitable Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Until next time, when Saturday rocks on CBS. <laughs> <laughs>